Hello, potty-its. It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about Bull Durham versus Field of Dreams. Put me in, coach. I'm ready, I'm ready to play, to play today. today. Love that song. Well, it is baseball season, and as usual, the Mariners are getting our hopes up. So they, they had an eight-win, was the time we were recording this, they had an eight-win eight-game winning streak before finally losing one. But then, what, just the other day, they kicked the holy crap out of the, the Oakland A's, like, 7-0. to zero. That was nice. Although, you know, kicking the crap out of the Oakland A's is like beating up your grandma. It's like, eh. It's not a challenge. So I don't know how much I don't know how much you want to you know, put into that. But it is baseball season. We like baseball. Yeah, and we do. Baseball movies were awesome in the eighties and nineties. I don't even know if they make baseball movies anymore, but they did back then and they were really good. Absolutely. There were tons of good movies that came out in the eighties and nineties. And you're right, I can't think of a recent baseball movie in years. Uh-uh. I'm mean, let alone a good one. I can't think of one period. I can't think of one period. So yeah. I can think I can think of maybe at least half a dozen from my mind coming from the eighties and nineties. Um, but I can't because America is dying. Um, and th- it's taking baseball with us. Baseball movies are dying and everything's just like going to shit. But back then baseball movies were fun. Um, people who don't even like baseball, like baseball movies because they were, they were good. And today we're going to talk about two of the best. Yeah, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams, both starring Kevin Costner, both about baseball, both major hit films, I believe. Yeah, they were, and they were both like just a year apart. Yeah, very short time. He he was swinging for the fences in 88 and 89, wasn't he? And he hit it, man. Yeah, he hit hit those home runs. Two home runs in, in, in one year, one year apart. Yep. Yeah. So if you want, um, I think maybe you should go first because Bull Durham's the one that came out first. Okay. Well, Bull Durham, as we know, stars Kevin Costner. Added to that list is the so gorgeous in this film, Susan Sarandon. Mm -hmm. Tim Robbins plays Calvin Nuke Lelouse, who she met actually in that film. I think that's when they actually met and started dating and are now together, her and Tim Robbins. And it's written and directed by Ron Shelton, who used to actually play in the minor leagues. So a lot of this is taken from his actual experiences. There's a scene in the film, for example, where they wanted to do a rain out and the players basically turned on the sprinklers and wetted out the field so that that way they didn't have to play the next day. That happened in real life, apparently, because they were too drunk or something like that. And I so there was some there's an additional to the story, but basically the basis of that he took from his own experience and a lot of other stuff. So Kevin Costner plays Crash Davis, who is getting towards the end of his career and he catcher, and he's been hired by the Durham Bulls to help mentor Tim Robbins' character, Nuke Lelouch, who has an amazing pitching arm with a complete inability to actually hit the target with his pitches. In there they meet. Susan Sarandis' character, Annie Savoy, who's kind of the equivalent of a baseball groupie. And what she does is she picks a player each season who's kind of going to be her man. And this particular season, it's a toss-up between Crash or Nuke. So Crash doesn't play in them games. And so it goes with Nuke. But you know there's a lot going on between Crash and Annie throughout the series. Um, 
there's just a lot of good baseball moments in here. Crash Davis's character, he's going for a home run record in the minor leagues, but nobody actually knows except for Susan Sarandon's character because everybody's so focused on Nuke's performance. Crash had a brief stint in the majors, so there's a few moments in the scene in the film where the guys on the team are like, what, what was it like playing in the majors? And he's like, Oh, it was fantastic. You know, all this greatness, no riding around on the buses, but like the thing that makes this film so good is just the witty dialogue. There's that moment. There's a monologue in here where Susan Sarandon characters ask Kevin's Costner character, like, what do you believe? And he's like, I believe in the soul, the cock, the pussy, the small little woman's back, <laughs> like this whole monologue that he delivered. And she's like, Oh, crash. And uh, there's just these really cute romantic moments between them. And when it comes to baseball films, this one is my favorite film. Like out of any baseball film out there, this is number one on my list, which is why I wanted to do it in this particular verses of ours. Uh, Just the authenticity of it based on Ron Shelton's career, the performances and all the characters, the great dialogue. It was nominated for Best Screenplay in the Oscars. It did not win that year. It also got some Golden Globes. Uh, Susan Sarandon was nominated for her performance and uh, a few other things. But like, it's just it's just a really great movie. And, it, and you watch it and you just feel good afterwards, you know? Yeah, it's a, definitely a feel-good movie. And it's a fun movie. And, you know, we tend to bash rom-coms. But I think if they are kind of feel-good and fun, we, we don't necessarily bash them. We actually like them mm-hmm. if they're good. This is pretty good. Yeah, this is a great rom-com. It's for adults. It's not stupid. It's yeah. smart. It's just not that whole, like, you know, it, you're right. It is a rom-com. I mean, right? They meet. They kind of like each other, but then they don't like each other, but then they like mm-hmm. each other. And it's like, in the end, they get together. Spoiler alert there if you haven't seen the film. But it's also got that baseball mix. And, like, I don't know, like, as a kid, you play baseball with your friends and stuff, and you just love the game. and you're kind of like, oh man, I wish I was good enough to actually play or committed enough in any of that kind of stuff. And uh, it's also kind of the reason why I, I like minor league baseball more than major league. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. just going to a game of a minor league game and sitting in the stand and watching a minor league game to me is a lot more fun than going to a major league game for some reason. Yeah, I agree. And in Portland, there's no baseball team, but they have the Hillsboro Hops, like out east in in hillsboro they have a minor league team they got a stadium little stadium there and it's just kind of fun i agree i like the minor leagues um because it's just more like a community thing it's not like this big money making thing it's more like a community thing um but that's why baseball is great because you can have minor league teams with other sports maybe it's a little more difficult and it's outdoors and it's in the summer and it's hot dogs and beer, and it's cheap, unlike a lot of other places. Like, you go to a big league, you go to a Mariners game, you better bring your wallet. But you got to you – know, yeah, I, I just think I, – I, I just feel that vibe. I don't know if that's happening anymore, but – I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to a minor league game. But I remember that, too, when I was younger, going to watch the Spokane Indians play and stuff. And it was just so much fun. And mm-hmm. that comes out in this film. That yeah. j- just sheer joy of the game comes through in the in this in this movie. Well, about a year later, um, Kevin Costner wasn't done with baseball films, 
So Field of Dreams came out in 1989. It's kind of a sports fantasy drama thing. So it's not a rom-com. It's really kind of a fantasy, really. It's written and directed by uh, Phil Alden Robinson, who adapted the screenplay from a novel. So there's a Canadian novelist, W.P. Kinsella, who wrote this novel called Shoeless Joe in 1982. And he based it on that. And But he had to change the name because test audiences didn't like Shoeless Joe, the title, because they thought it was like about a homeless guy or something. So they were they went to the author, Kinsella, and said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We have to change the name. He's like, I don't care because actually the publisher made me name it that to begin with. I don't have, I'm not married to it. So they were like, cool. Yeah. So um, this is this is a classic. It it was also nominated for Academy Awards for Best Picture, uh, Best Original Score from James Horner, which was a great score, oh, and then Best Adapted Screenplay. And then in 2017, it was selected uh, for preservation in the U.S. Film Reg National Film Registry's Library of Congress. You know how they like, this is culturally significant. We're going to keep this movie in our library forever. So this, this, this is in there now. So the movie's about Ray Kinsella. Uh, he lives with his wife, Annie, who's played by uh, Amy Madigan. And they they have a farm in Iowa and he's kind of estranged from his dad and he's this farmer guy and and he hears these voices and you know the line and this is actually on a lot of lists for like most famous lines if you build it he will come if you build it he will come if you create a podcast they will listen <laughs> That's a famous line, and it's unconfirmed who actually, who actually said that. By the way, oh really? Who was the voice? Um, but there's a lot of theories behind it, but it's unconfirmed. So he has this vision of a baseball diamond in his. He he builds. A, his wife is cool with it because she's supportive. You know, back in the day, Iowa farmer wives were supportive of their husbands building baseball diamonds in the cornfield. So he built oh, totally. A, yeah. So he builds a baseball diamond and, and then the ghosts start coming. So shoeless Joe Jackson played by Ray Liotta kind of shows up and, and then the, the rest of the team from the like 1919 black Sox show up. Now there's some history behind this. The 1919 black Sox uh, threw a world series game on purpose through the World Series on purpose because they were getting gypped by their owner. They weren't getting paid and all this stuff. So they're like, we're just going to throw the game. So it was kind of a protest thing. So they were banned from baseball. Um, so it was kind of a big scandal, but they they show up. So he's basically got ghosts in his cornfield. So you think it'd be a horror movie, but it's not. It's kind of this really kind of, it's kind of sappy, sentimental kind of thing. So he goes to um, an author who's played by like this journalist who's played by uh, James Earl Jones to kind of figure out what's going on here. James Earl Jones also played in the sandbox. Remember that? Mm -hmm. So he, he's like this baseball guru character, but in real life, he, he doesn't like baseball at all. 
Oh, really? Did you know that? James Earl <laughs> no, Jones know doesn't that. even like baseball. He's so like, like, I don't they're like just baseball. paying me to do this stuff. Yeah. Come on. But he but he's the one like walking through the field with the ghosts and and it, like baseball is about everything good in America and all this stuff. But actually in real life, he's like, baseball sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and and this also starred uh Burt Lancaster. So he goes back to in time to 1972 to see this other ghost. Uh, Burt Lancaster, this was his last role, last movie before before he left us. So I can keep going on about the plot and stuff, but it, it's it's sentimental, it's sappy, and I think it's great. Um, it's got the James Horner score. Um, there's a couple pieces of of info that I found out that I thought were interesting. That 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 baseball diamond was made in in a cornfield in Iowa, and the family that that owns the land kept that there and put like a little souvenir hut and let people go and play baseball there if they wanted to. And I think that's nice. I think Iowa farmer people so nice, right? So they didn't even have a problem with it. If you show up, they'll let you play ball there. I think that's, I think that's cute. Another thing is, um, do you know uh, Ray Liotta had to learn to play baseball and he actually got pretty good. So that whole scene where he he hits it right to Kevin Costner and Kevin Costner's got a duck, like, holy crap, that, that wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. Like Ray Liotta did that. And Kevin Costner like was really dodging it. But he's a great actor because he stayed in character. That's when you know you're a good actor, when you just stay in character, right? Because they used it. And that scene where he he hits that kind of that drive, like – what line drive or foul ball, whatever, and it, and it knocks over that uh, bucket of balls where Kevin Ka- Costner is standing that they use for the movie. Mm-hmm. Totally not planned. <laughs> nice. So Ray Liotta's just making movie magic, dude. <laughs> Impromptu movie magic. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, the movie's line, if you build it, he will come. That was voted like number 39 like most notable movie quote by the American Film Institute out of a hundred. So it's in the top 100, like movie quotes of, of all time. Nice. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what you think about this movie. I, it got good reviews. I, I think it's the, the, the kind of the criticism it gets is pretty sentimental and sappy. It is sentimental and sappy, but I think it works in this case. The thing about it is, is it kind of plays upon like our love of the game, this the nostalgia of it, right? Because it's been mm-hmm. around almost since the founding of the country, in essence, not quite, but like, you know, it's been around for a long time. People have been playing baseball in this country. That's why it's America's pastime. And if you follow that, that uh, Black Sox scandal, and uh, by the way, listener, if you haven't seen it, check out the movie Eight Men Out. It actually has, it actually goes into following the story of the black sock sandal. And it's really good. It's a great baseball film actually. Um, And just the whole shoeless Joe story, because he was a really great player and the whole thing that he got banned from the game. And he might've actually been, you know, in, in a record setting player, if he had been allowed to play, but then they got kind of got screwed at that. And the story of like mm-hmm. Kevin Costner and the relationship he had with his father in this film, and he has the relationship he has with his kid. And so, like, guys can kind of relate to it. So, yeah, it's totally sappy. I mean, but yeah, 
it works for this film. Absolutely. Because I think it's, it's good sappy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Kevin Costner. And, and guys I mean, can be sentimental. Guys, like people say, oh, guys, just like to be, uh, we're, we are sentimental. We're, we can get sappy and sentimental. And this is totally guy sap, guy sap <laughs> all over the place. And we love it. <laughs> it's, yeah, men sap jizzing everywhere, dripping down the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's um I think both of these movies are good. I think Kevin Costner is just a good baseball character cuz he's got that all-American guy look and and it, I think he's just a really good that, that's why they picked him for Field of Dreams and they didn't think that he would take it because like less than a year prior he had done Bull Durham. But I guess he read the script. They said, "I actually like this." So so he did the two baseball movies in a row and they were both great and they were both like successes. They made money. Yeah. And in Bull Durham, like I think it, it was originally planned that Kurt Russell would play the character. In fact, I, he contributed to the script with Ron Shelton. And I don't remember the reason why he ended up not doing it. But the reason they went with Kevin Costner is because of that sportiness. Right. So mm-hmm. when he's in the film, like hitting the ball and just kind of nailing it really nicely, that's literally him actually Mm-hmm. doing really well and and knocking the balls out of the thing because he was quite an athletic guy back then and able to play yeah. the game. And then one other thing I wanted to say about Field of Dreams is it won a bunch of foreign film awards in Japan. So it won like a like three or four or something for foreign films because in Japan, this is a foreign film. But it won a <laughs> bunch of awards because um, J- Japan is probably the other country that loves baseball as much as we do. In fact, I think maybe nowadays, maybe they love it more. Baseball is huge in Japan. Huge. I remember when I was stationed there and I went to some games and it's, I mean, their food's a little different, but, but they still got that baseball spirit. So I think the Japanese really liked field of dreams because it won a bunch of awards there too. Mm. I wonder what they thought of Mr. Baseball. Did you ever see Mr. Baseball? It's no, it's no, Tom Selleck. It. So Tom Selleck oh, is a baseball yeah. player who's basically at the end oh, of his career. Oh, and he goes to Japan, right? He goes to Japan uh, yeah. to play. I don't yeah. know if I've seen it or it's been a while, but yeah, he goes to Japan. We should watch that again. <laughs> we should watch that. <laughs> That's a rewatch. Yeah, I have seen it, but it was a long time ago. So I don't remember if I thought it was good or not. <laughs> well, we're going to yeah. overlook. We're going to over put that on our overlook and, and rewatch that. But yeah, that's uh, that's Bull Durham and that's Field of Dreams, both starring Kevin Costner, like a year apart. Both great baseball movies. I think you should check them check them out if you haven't seen them. I, I don't have anything bad to say about either. Not really. I mean, if I had to choose, like I said, I'd go Bull Durham over Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. but Field of Dreams is a great film. Uh, audience, I guess, let us know what you think of these two films can contact us on our website the80s90s.com um leave a comment in this podcast episode wherever you listen to it or review or whatever you want i don't care yeah 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 comments are good we we like comments so our podcast page or wherever you're listening sometimes we get comments on the podcast page itself i love it let us know which which one you like better um and why It'd be interesting to know. I'll put a poll out there somehow, maybe on YouTube. 
yeah visit our youtube community uh we're trying to get more active on there and stuff so doing some polls we're posting stuff on there so go check that out you uh the 80s and 90s overlooked on youtube yeah do it all right folks with that we'll say we are out of here to go watch ourselves some baseball goodbye I like going to baseball games. Um, I took my son to his first baseball game some years ago, and we went full on like baseball schmaltz. We're talking hot dogs and like we got the cups of soda, 40th anniversary kind of soda cups. And and it was awesome because we were playing the the the, the Yankees and there's so many Yankees fans everywhere. So half the stadium was Yankees fans, half was Mariners fans. And there, and we were right by this rowdy group of dudes who were just, you know how there's there's the masters at talking trash. And my son was like, I said, okay, they do. I'm like, you should join in bro. And he started yelling and talking trash. I'm like, that's baseball baby. (laughs) And it went 10 innings. It went like 10 innings and we ended up winning at the end. So it was like one of those, the one of those awesome first baseball games <laughs> i was on a uh on a softball team in ireland for a little while and i eventually quit because i kept arguing with the people on the team and uh but basically the coach didn't quite understand baseball right it, but he claimed to and so we'd constantly butt heads and th- there was like one time I I I, uh, I hit the ball and just popped it nice and high in the air, like it was dropping it right down on the pitcher. And as I'm running to first base, I'm like, drop it, drop it, you know, because it's baseball, right? That's what you <laughs> yeah. do. And you talk he, smack, dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he didn't drop it or whatever. But then I get back around and the coach is like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm talking smack. It's baseball. He's like, oh, no, we don't do that here. And I'm like, you don't understand fucking baseball at all. We got to... <laughs> They're like it eventually culminated in us arguing over like how to play second base and shortstop and stuff. And I'm like, fuck you guys, fucking idiots. You read a book on how to play softball and decide, think you know what you're doing. I'm polite Irish baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if we were playing, oh, good, good. They'd be like, oh, it's a good catch. Good catch. <laughs> no, it was ridiculous. I'm like, that's not baseball. You talk smack in baseball. You drink totally. beer and talk smack. That's the way the game works. Yeah. It's fun. I was on a softball team here in London for a while too. That one was much more fun. We'd uh, we'd a couple times people would bring drinks to the game and sit there and drink and play 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 well, ball. Well, the the English are more rude, I think. Maybe is that it? They're well, not as friendly. Baseball, they're more rude, which is great. In, like in normal life, it's not as good, but in baseball, it's better. Yeah, <laughs> being totally. kind of a being kind of a rude, being kind of a dick is better in baseball. Like it works in baseball, in, baseball. That's in real life, goes. not so much, but at least in baseball, you have an advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that pissed me off about the Irish thing too, it's like you know, like if we were playing hurling, right, which is a quintessential Irish game that I absolutely love. If we were doing that, I would one hundred percent listen to the Irish person on the team. Like if we were in mm. the U.S. and I was on a hurling team and some Irish dude showed up and was like, "This is how we play hurling," I'd be like, "I'm going to listen to this guy." In yeah. the same way that if some American dude who was raised on baseball comes to Ireland and is like, "Dude, yeah, yeah, that's not how you do it." <laughs> You'd listen to the guy, person. Yeah. It's like me taking river dance lessons from yeah. an Irish person and being like, no, no, that's not how you jump and you don't shuffle river your dance what like are you that. About? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Learn how to river dance. Let me show you how to do Learn it. How to river... 
I'll show you how to do it. I watched a YouTube I know video. Me some river dance. I'm the Lord of dance. I'm the Lord of the dance. Yeah. <laughs>